It's Thursday and you are tuned in to the God Taught Me Show. Today we're going to talk about how to trust God as a father and to lean on him and not your own understanding. So if you're in your car, at work, or at home on your couch, sit back, relax, because here's Chris. Hey, I'm Chris Einwechter, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the God Taught Me Show. I'm here with my main man, Pots and Pans, TJ Laurie, the ultimate Eagles fan almost. The ultimate. That's right, man. And Chris, my my homie with the Chrome Domey is also a huge Eagles fan as well. And we just want to give a huge shout out to those Philadelphia Eagles making it to the Super Bowl. That's right. Man, we were worried when Carson Wentz went down. I remember a couple weeks ago when we were doing a broadcast and I started off by saying, oh, man, I'm, I don't know what to think we with Carson Wentz. Him, we did, yeah. yeah. So um, it's just so awesome to see Nick Foles step in and have that amazing game. And now they're going to the Super Bowl. It's amazing. It's so rad, and, man. And Nick Foles has a great testament. I actually watched a video of him yesterday yeah. expressing his faith in Jesus Christ, which That's right. probably a lot of people don't know, but I was watching him and listening to him, and wow, has he been through some trials, struggles, and relying oh on God. He dedicated his life to the Lord for real, he said, in college, although he grew up with a, yeah. you know, in a Christian home, but it, it became real to him, where he was like leaning in right. to the Lord. and So anyway... It's just an amazing victory when you know the background of like a man's trials and struggles. And, you know, I think today we're even talking about trials and struggles. Yeah, man. And, and on this show, like if you tuned in last week, we talked about a lot of changes that are coming to our show. Um, we started our own podcast channel and, and we changed the name of the show from the Worry Less, Pray More show to now the God Taught Me show. And the reason being behind that is um, we want to talk about how to get to know God as a father and how God can teach you to do anything from, like you say, your golf swing to your marriage, your marriage to anything from cooking an omelet to, to, cooking, yeah, to cooking an shopping omelet. at Walmart. It don't matter. You can rely on God for anything. That's right. So, yeah. So for the episode today, Chris, I want to know in, in your experience, when you look at somebody who has an intimate relationship with God as their as their heavenly father, and when you look at someone that just knows God, what's a big difference that you see? Um, you know, oh, when man. things and, and more specifically, like when the world becomes too much, you know, like, well, that's good. How, what are the differences you see that somebody who relies on God as a father and not versus just a somebody God. who just knows? Yeah, just, just knows, knows him as God. a God. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's a great question. And the first thing that comes to my mind is the word one word peace. Like, you know, I've been around uh, people that have like their world shattered, falling apart. And because they know God as a father, they have peace, you know, and one step further, probably because they're actually trusting God as a father. You know, I, I should probably define that more. Trusting God as a father is different than just knowing of God or right. being religious or going to church even, you know. There's this dynamic that knowing God and experiencing God as a father uh, through your trials brings peace. So I would say the... Uh, the thing that I noticed, most notice about those two different individuals is the peace, you know. Right, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Right, like what's wrong? You're not worried about, you know, your house burning down or you're not worried about whatever is just going on, you know. And speaking of that, I mean, you know, here at Coastal Christian, I, I'm part of what they call pastoral care. So I'm involved in a lot of aspects of people's lives from marital struggles to divorce to death in their family i have to do i have to do a funeral on thursday for a family that lost their mother and like all these different things yesterday i visited somebody in the hospital in Voorhees who had their leg amputated mm. man 
from uh, their, their, you know, right around the knee. And just being in pastoral care, you see a lot of, a lot of heartache, a lot of, you know, people think, man, you know, and this is uh, just a thing that's coming to me right now. People think that maybe ministries are walking apart sometimes or, or whatever. They don't see behind the scenes. They don't see like, you know, you're getting these texts of, you know, people struggling with cancer and all these different issues, you know. And uh, but in the midst of all that, I see people that have great peace. The guy I visited yesterday that had his leg amputated, he had great peace. Mm. He just got his leg amputated uh, for medical reasons. I forget if it's diabetic or a heart issue, I think. They tried to take the vein out of his leg for his heart. Something went wrong with the leg, and you know the, the, then you know the rest of the story. But the main difference I see is great peace. And it's not a fake peace. It's a real, genuine, like, God's got this. And, you know, outside looking in, you're like, holy cow, this person's going through such a devastating circumstance. Whereas on the other side of the coin, I can see people who got maybe something very minor going on but are spazzing out and just flipping out and, and, and you know, just ruining their whole day because of, you know, they can't get their car in to get the oil changed on time or something like that. I mean, that, you know, could be that minimal. But so the difference is, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not looking down on this person or, or whatever. I'm just saying that the main ingredient is trusting the Lord as a father as opposed to trusting the Lord as just a God. Yeah, man. And it, that's such a huge testimony. Like, I, and sometimes I think God allows those things to happen to believers because we're, we would never sit here and say that if you're a believer, you're going to be you know, able to exempt. escape from any bad, yeah, exempt from any bad thing happening no to you. Like, it's just, it's the world it's we live biblical. in, right? Yeah, we live in a fallen world and things are going to happen. But what a testimony it is. And it's been in my life to when I witness somebody who's going through something really hard mm. and then they have that peace, you know, even though something might be happening, they still trust in their heavenly father that he's working things out for their good. Right. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. And I know individually, and we've talked about this before, too, that me personally, I know when I'm relying on God. I know when I'm trusting him, in other totally. words, and I know when I'm not. And I do I always trust God? No. I mean, I wrote a book, Worry Less, Pray More, you know, about worry and about praying more, you know, get, kicking worry to the curb and all these things. And, and uh, but do I, you know, do I always trust the Lord with my personal burdens? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. And that's when my mind can take off in a different direction, and that's when I can write write stuff on paper a thousand times to try to figure things out. I don't know if you've ever done that, where you've been consumed by a burden, and you've tried to figure out a better mousetrap to fix that, whatever that burden is. You know, everybody has different burdens. And, you know, you'll, you'll get consumed, and that's what happens. You know, the enemy, he doesn't come to your front door, ring your doorbell, and then when you open the door punch you in the solar plex and bend you over and like you're like oh out of breath no he attacks your mind you know he attacks your heart he attacks your emotions and what is his one of his primary things that he attacks us with is worry anxiety you know whispering lies into our mind saying this ain't never going to work out you're doomed you know you get the bad report and the enemy goes to work Mm. and it's crazy how that happens and nobody is exempt from that i don't care if you're billy graham or or the president of the United States, you know, you're not exempt from being attacked from the enemy. Nobody is. Right. And he'll attack your mind and try to pour more worry, more anxiety. And that's why people commit suicide. Mm. You know, they get discouraged, they get depressed, and the enemy goes to work. 
you know, and a lot of times they'll keep it within themselves. They won't express it so they can get help. And the next thing you know, you read about this person and it's, it's, it's sad. And it's, I think it's demonic in the work of the devil, depression, discouragement, whereas conversely encouraging, you're never more like Jesus, man, or the Lord when you're encouraging somebody, you know, and, and, uh, so a lot to talk about, but you know, it's a real factor in people's minds and hearts and destructive, you know, from the enemy, discouragement and, and burdens, you know, making the burden look 10 times bigger than it really is. So good stuff, but I, good stuff to talk about, but I do have a verse, uh, that can help us. And it's Isaiah 26, three, and it says, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, on thee, comma, because he trusts in you, meaning you only get real peace from God when you're trusting God. You know, and I'm not saying, okay, thanks, Chris. You know what I mean? I'm going to have great peace when I trust God. Well, how do I trust God? We're going to get there. But what I'm saying is that is the origin. That is the beginning of great peace. It comes from trust, you know, trusting God. I mean, I can think of people in my life, and I know you can too, that if they tell you they're going to do something for you, if they're going to show up, at your house or whatever, or they're going to show up at one of your jobs or you're filming, you can have great peace depending on, you know, your trust and your, that person's reputation maybe, or that person's going to be there. That person's never let you down. And you know that, Hey, I know TJ's going to be here to do this radio broadcast because he said he's going to be here on time, ready to go. Whereas maybe somebody else you might have, you might not have that. So great peace comes from trusting in the one who has it all under control, God as a father and and you know the scripture says you'll have great peace when you're really trusting god it's just how do you get to that point right and that's kind of like what my next question to you would be is like what are the practical steps that we can take but you know as you're as you're talking right now i'm thinking back to last week's episode and we talked about what if we jotted down all of the answers to prayer that we had how much how much like during those tough times, how much more will we be able to lean on God and be like, God, you came through for me here. Like, I know you're going to come through for me again. Right. Um, and it just makes me think like, if we're really needing to have that peace and really needing to trust that God, we can lean on all those times where Absolutely. like, we know, you know, we know and that you, God came through. Right. And you know, the cool thing about that is God wants us to. Yeah. He wants us to lean on him one. And he wants us to remember what he's done too. Because he knows the enemy is going to come at us. He knows right. the enemy is going to attack our mind and our hearts. And God says, hey, I don't want you worried about anything. You know, I want you relying on me about everything. Mm -hmm. You know, Philippians 4, 6. And one of the things I wrote earlier about our notes for the radio show is remembering the truth. You know, that's how you can combat worry, anxiety. You know, you, you might have it all caved in right now. Your house, I know a lot of people whose houses are in foreclosure. I have great friends of mine who just lost a home and they just moved out of state. Wow. You know, and uh, so there's a lot going on in a lot of people's lives and a lot of stuff is caving in on people. And uh, I know a guy that worked for the Taj Mahal, lost his job, you know, got unemployment. The unemployment ran out and, uh, you know, he has nothing, you know, and, and he's he has great peace because he's trusting the Lord. And I'm believing God to give him a job. But. I'm saying there's a lot of people going through a lot of things. Some people are trusting God, right? And some people aren't. And I noticed that the people that are trusting God are just, you know, their their blood pressure's not up. You know, they're they're not anxious and God seems to be moving 
you know, at his pace when he's ready in those circumstances. So, yeah. So what, what, like, what's a practical step if we're talking, you know, if somebody's out there listening today, that's just starting to get to know God as a father, what's a practical step that they can take? Is it just practice makes perfect, you know, instead of if you catch yourself, you know, relying on your own abilities to get something done, or, you know, you catch yourself, um, getting really anxious about something and just to say, no, God, you know what? I give it to you. Or, you know, is it, is there steps that you can take that you don't even have to go there? Right. No, that's a great question. I think that the main step is you have to recognize when you're not trusting God. Well, how do you recognize it? Well, we've already talked about it. You have no peace. So you just have to be honest with yourself. I just had to do this. And there was a circumstance that came my way and I had no peace. Right. And, and, you know, the next day goes by, I still have no peace. And what happens is you have a sobering moment with yourself where you say, holy cow, I'm not trusting God. That's why I'm so anxious. That's why I'm not sleeping right. That's why this thing is really bothering me. This is a burden. I am not trusting God. Now, how do I cast that burden? Well, I do just what I just said. I cast my burden onto the Lord. That's what scripture says. That's biblical. Psalm 55 says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. So some way, somehow, and it may look different for everybody, but I actually have to physically stop what I'm doing. This is what I did recently with a burden. I had to stop doing what I'm doing, like pull the car over, right? Throw the car in park and just say, you know what, Lord? This is what I did. Lord, forgive me for not trusting you with this circumstance. I'm trying to handle it on my own power, my own thought, all these things. What am I doing? Lord, forgive me. Lord, you take this burden. I'm going to trust that you know what you're doing, that you're powerful enough to get it done. I'm going to trust that you handle it, and I'm going to leave it on you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's what I did, right? Now, what, what happens next? Now a battle begins where that burden still wants to jump back in your lap. You put it on the Lord, as it says in Psalm 55, cast your burden on the Lord, he shall sustain you. But guess what? The enemy's just not going to let it go that easy. He's going to keep trying to bring that burden back up to you. But you have to resist it and say, you know what? That's the Lord's battle. That's not my battle. I did my job. I cast it on the, on the, uh, the Lord doesn't want me carrying that burden. So here it is, Lord. You carry that burden, you work it out, and you take care of it. That's one practical way of casting your burden on the Lord and trusting God. Then you switch gears and you're moving from not trusting God to trusting God. And the Bible says, Nahum 1, verse 7 says, God is an ever-present help in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust him. God knows when we're trusting him. And when he knows you're trusting him, he's going to respond, because that's, that's something so precious to the Lord, is trust. I know when my children are trusting me, I know when they're not. And when they're trusting me, man, it gives me an extra desire not to let them down. And I know God is even more than that, you know, so... I hope that answers your question. I hope that ministers to folks out there listening to us right now. Maybe you got to pull the car over right now. Maybe you're listening to us driving down the road or you're doing dishes right now by your sink. And wherever you're listening to us, maybe you just got to shut the water off in the sink. Maybe you got to pull that car over to the side and just lift your hands up like I did just a couple days ago and just said, Lord, forgive me for not trusting you. You know, Lord, you can handle this. I can't. And it's diminishing my power. It's, it's bringing stress into my life. Maybe bringing stress into my home. Maybe bringing stress into my work environment. You are capable of handling this. And TJ, me and you were talking about some things, and you mentioned a verse. 
You know, it, we, we said, the, me and you were talking about the real deal of trusting God boils down to two things. Do you believe God is sovereign? Meaning, do you believe God is in control? That's what the word sovereign means of everything. Power just came back on, man. The power is on. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good thing, man. We're sitting here in the... Uh, did we already mention that, that we're sitting here with the power I don't know off? if we did, but we were doing this radio broadcast without any power. Battery operated with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. So really, we did have some real power. Yeah. You're the only power. Yeah, right? right on. But the actual just electric power just came back on in the coastal studios here. Um, so we're just... We're blessed for that, but Amen. yeah. So sorry that we just got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> it's but okay. That's the beauty of of radio, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, we and we mean you. You know, we've gotten some feedback on our radio broadcast and the God Taught Me show here, and people have said that it's just real, it's practical. Hey, that's all we are, man. We're just two guys that love the Lord. Amen. And we're expressing our personal circumstances, and sometimes we have guests on the show or what have you, but we're not theological, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm I mean, far you're, from that. <laughs> you're from Salem County. I'm from Atlantic County. And, and uh, you know, we're not going to go real deep, but we're just going to express how we interact with God on a daily basis. Right. And Lord willing, that goes through these airways and out, and somebody says, I got it. Yeah. I'm going to start trusting the Lord like that because he is faithful. He is trustworthy. And you don't have to be a theologian to trust God or experience God. You know? Yeah, definitely not. And and actually, like for me, like I'm learning a lot of this stuff myself, too, um, which has been such an awesome. Um, it's been so awesome for me to be a part of this radio show because I've been trying to take these these practical steps and also put them into practice. Hmm. And uh, I just want to say last week I had one of the most stressful weeks of my life. Um, my wife and I were blessed to be able to buy uh, our first home. And uh, we've we've covered that process in prayer as much as possible. Mm. Um, I know my wife's been praying and I've been praying and then we've also been coming together every morning and evening to pray about our home. Um, and we're finally in. We just so we had our closing a week and a half ago and uh, we had our first night there. We slept there last night. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it was cool, Congratulations. man. Congratulations. Thank you. And it was different. It was weird. Like I actually didn't sleep that well because it was just weird. I'm so used to my my apartment here in Ocean City. All right. Um, it was just a little strange. But last week was stressful because there was a lot of stuff going on with the house that we weren't expecting. And it could have been a time where I really got stressed. out. I mean, I was stressed, but I could have really, like, really gotten anxious about it and mm. um, and really struggled. Because at other times in my life, like, I, I've that's happened to me, you know, and I just dwell on stuff. I just dwell and dwell and dwell. Um, we also had a couple other things going on. Um, it was my sister-in-law's wedding towards the end of the week. So we were getting ready for that. Um, and then in the middle of that, I was doing a big video project. I was just really just starting. And I had two key components of that video project cancel on me Wow. Um, in the middle of the week. And it was perfect because when that happened, I was like frustrated and I was bummed out. But when I stepped back, I was able to see that God was actually working in all that and right. he was orchestrating things so that they would work out just as they were supposed to. Oh man. And I actually talked to one of the people that canceled on me and he was like, "Man, I'm so sorry. Like, I just I misscheduled and I, like I really messed up, man." And I just I sat back and I just said, "You know what, man? Like everything's working out just like it was supposed to." 
This is exactly the plan that God had. And I remember you telling me that. Yeah, and it freed up. It and freed I told up. you I was so encouraged to hear you say that. Yeah, it was. I mean, and that's not me, man. And like, not to say like I'm this, you know, amazing believer. Like I have this unwavering faith, and you know, no doubts whatsoever. But like that, that you know, and neither am I. <laughs> yeah, but that it was really cool to see like how. In that moment, God's peace came over me and I was able to just, and I didn't do, I didn't have like a pull the car over moment, but I think it started for us. What, what really started is we just tried to shower everything in prayer mm. before, you know, before it even happened. So when stuff was coming up, it was just, we already had that like beginning step to where like, God, you have this, like right. the stuff's going to happen that we have no control over. Like I can't control whether or not my water heater works in the morning. Like that's not, right. you know, so which was an issue, which was, and you had to yeah. hire a, co- a company to come and fix it. Exactly. So, and, and that's, you know, there's a, there's going to be stuff like that all throughout our days where we just can't control stuff. Um, but to be able just to put those prayers in place to where you said, God, whatever happens, man, this day is yours. You know, you get the yeah. glory for anything. Right. So it was just, it was really cool to just sit back and see, even though I, I was, I'm not going to lie. I had some stressful yeah, moments and we all do. Yeah. But you know, in the times of where I feel like I could have really let it get out of hand, God just was like, I got this man. Like, don't right. even, you know, don't worry. I have this. The, the good news about that story is like, I've been around you for a little bit now in the last year, 2017 and now in 18. And I, and I see you doing that more and more. Like what I want to say is I'm doing this air quotes, trusting God, Yeah, you know, and I'm impressed because I'll be honest with you. I don't meet a whole lot. I meet a lot of people in church. Okay. And I'm not condemning anybody, but there seems to be a thing that just happens in somebody's life where they just start trusting God and then that great peace comes but it has that component that you mentioned it's prayer like that's how you talk to God and that's how you cast your burden on to God you know you don't use a fishing rod you use prayer to cast your burden on the Lord and that's what you and your wife did perfect uh, example that you just gave I mean you bought this house at your first home purchase you're newly married you know a couple years yeah. and a big big deal mm-hmm. in your in your in your life and there went things went wrong with your house, you know, a few minor things, and it could have really stressed you out. But you trusted the Lord. We walked upstairs to to do this radio broadcast. We had no clue, but all the electrics out, <laughs> all the, the powers in out in the whole building. Yeah. And you know, thankfully, me and you just kept on going and said, "Hey, I asked you, are we still?" Be-? You said, "Yeah, man, we got battery pet back up, and you know, we'll do it." So, but everyday life comes at you, and it comes sometimes. It comes at you hard and fast. What you do with it is your choice and and we're just saying the main most powerful thing you want you could ever do is pray about it cast your burden on the lord because god's going to say hey tj's trusting me with that water heater he's actually trusting me before he did anything he prayed about it i'm going to ensure that a plumber shows up does a good job and all these things because why because you ask god to and he's a father. And the shame about, that's the good news about everything that, that I just heard from you, but the shame and the sadness is not many people think they can trust God for a water heater. Not many people think they can cast their burden on the Lord, but they, they, they think that they, there's this notion out there that they're bothering God, you know, and that he doesn't really care for them the way he says he cares for them. And, the, and another component I want to get to is that's why you got to know truth. Mm, you yeah. have to know what the Bible says about what, you know, your relationship with God. You know, are your thoughts lining up with what God says about you and what he'll do for you? Or are your thoughts contaminated by the lies of the devil or by your circumstance? 
Right. I mean, we always want to push that, like get into the word, like right. bust it's that so, Bible open. Bust yeah. it open. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could be praying to like, God, I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. You know, and, and like, you could be feeling like God's not coming through, man. He gave us this incredible gift called the Bible. That is his word. So right. just bust in that thing, man, get it open. Uh, and it makes a difference. It I'm does. telling you, uh, I know people that go to different denominations, right? And some people will look at a different denomination and say, well, traditionally these folks aren't really, you know, uh, what I would call followers of the Lord or whatever it may be. But I always find that God shows me somebody in any given place that's on fire for him or really trusting him or really walking with him and experience him on a daily basis. And you know what I find in each one of those person's lives? That they're reading their word, that they're trusting God and prayerfully taking everything to the Lord and trusting him as a father, you know? So I look at people and I've learned through experience and through years and through time that you can't put anybody in a box or any denomination in a box because you're always going to find folks. You can find people in a, in, you know, a thriving church that they're not thriving. Hmm. Or you can find people in a dead church are thriving that are thriving yeah. but what is the what is the thing the thing is they're praying they're reading their bible they know the truth they're and they're you know they're having daily problems they're having financial issues they're having things break they're having car breakdown they're having all those things but it's because they're trusting god and in his word and knowing what god says about them and how much he loves them how much he wants them to come to them so you can take somebody that's not reading the word and they would say, oh, I'm going to bother God. Why would they say that? They're saying that. I'm going to quote Jesus Christ right now. Jesus said to the Pharisees one day, you're in error because you don't know the Scriptures. Not in a condemning way, but you are susceptible to a lie because you don't know the truth. So it pays big dividends. And you don't have to spend all day in the Word, right? Yeah, yeah. You just, I give like 15 minutes in my morning most mornings. Right. You just read it you, and you and you read it throughout the day or you read it at a certain time of day. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to crush out five chapters in one sitting. You know, sometimes God just gives you one verse. Right. You know? Or a few words. Or a, a few words yeah. in a verse. Right. But as long as you're cracking that Bible daily and you're praying daily, you're going to be in uh, real good shape. So bringing it back to our topic here of how do you how do you get to trust God as a father? You know, the difference between people who just know God and who trust God as a father. I would say, you know, Chris, you've you've shared with me that you didn't necessarily grow up having a good father in your life, a good earthly father. But I would be willing to bet money that if there's listeners out there that were in the same situation as you growing up, I'd be willing to bet my salary that even though they didn't have that, they knew somebody like that they knew you know they had a best friend growing up who had a great father you know now they might know older men who have kids that are great fathers or they themselves are great fathers yes. you know and love their kids and truly want the best for their kids and I w- so I would say think about that man who loves his kids so much that he would do anything for them he's working everything out in their lives as good as he can for the good of those children you know he just right. he puts them first he would know, take a bullet for those kids right like I mean I'm sure you would for your kids yeah. um, so I would just say think about that that Mm. person in your life or even if it's you and how much you love your children and then think take it a step further and think about god because god Mm. is so much more than that yes so if if there's if an earthly father you know if if children can put 100 percent trust in their earthly fathers even though they will fail them but they still that's their dad man so they're going to trust that guy but if children are able to do that with their fathers then that's 
to me, that's huge. We shouldn't be doing anything but trusting in God. Right. You know? There's actually a verse that says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, right? How much more? Will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? So the Scripture is emphasizing just what you said. It was like what you said is blessed because... It's just what the verse says. Amen. How much more is the part we'll, we'll part we'll highlight in that verse? If I had a highlighter right now, which I don't, but I'm saying how much more is God of a father, basically is what we're saying, what the Scripture's saying. If you're a good dad and you're earthly, yeah. how much more is God at the role of a father? Right, and the Scripture even calls you out and says, like, hey, you're evil. Right. Like, it you're a good dad, you, but you're evil. Right, and you're still a good dad. Yeah. You know, but how much more is God of a father. Do you realize that God put all his eggs into one basket? Right. To be a father. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Uh-huh. God put a lot of work in to be a father. He loves to be called father and and he he that's a role I would say that God shines in. And you're right. I I grew up uh my mom died when I was 10. My my dad struggled with alcohol. He was an alcoholic at that time. My older siblings were all spread out all over the place. I grew up in several home environments because the state came in and removed me from my dad's custody. Um, and, and you know, I bounced around. I even quit high school because of struggles and everything else, you know what I mean? I, uh, but when you were saying about can you picture a person that has a good dad, I saw that, right, in a family that I was close with going through all these trials. And I actually asked this this my friend who we used to ride BMX bikes together. I was like, man, can you ask your family to adopt me, you know what I mean? And they couldn't. They just they didn't have. They they couldn't do it. But what they did do is they went to another family and they asked that family to adopt me. I got into a good home. They got me back into Oakcrest High School. Wound up taking five years to get through high school, two summer schools, all these things. But because I was in a good environment with a good family, the Pierce family, Carol and Clarence Pierce, Mike and Vicky Pierce, took me in. Right. And got me going in the right direction that God wanted me to go, and and you know the you know the st- rest of the story. I wound up getting into the state police. Did 26 years there, and, and and you know, not to give you a long story, but how much more is God? So then, what happened? Ten years into the state police, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I bowed the knee and asked for forgiveness. Then I started experiencing God as a father. Started trusting Him with little things really minute things and i started seeing god respond and show up and i i I was like wow where where's this where's he been all my life i always longed for a father and great peace comes from trusting god as a father casting your burdens on him knowing the word of god so you can combat a lie from satan and walking in God's truth. And, and if you're listening right now as we get ready to close, don't ever forget that God loves you. And if you struggle with your relationship with your dad, man, no dad, no problem. Me and TJ know somebody who will step in and be your father. All you got to do is say, Lord, forgive me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. And Lord, help me to experience you as a dad. That's as simple as it gets. And you'll go on a journey Well, you will start experiencing God as a dad. Me and TJ are here to help you with that. You can go to GodTaughtMe.com. We'll give you any free resource or anything we can to help you experience God as a dad. With that, 
We'll see you next time. We pray that this broadcast blessed you. Remember, God doesn't want you worried about anything. He wants you depending on him for everything. We'll see you next time. This has been the God Taught Me Show with Chris Einwechter and TJ Lari. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you're listening to us live on the radio, we would love it if you would go to our podcast channel and subscribe to God Taught Me. We'll see you next week.